0: They called us deplorables. We're
1: not gonna take it.
0: They shut down our country.
1: We ain't gonna take it.
0: They say our thoughts are disinformation. This is our response, The Rob Carson Show.
2: It is uh,
0: Wednesday
3: edition of The Rob Carson Show and a blessed Yom Kippur to my uh, Jewish brothers and sisters. Um, I've been having a number of conversations with people I work with who are of the Jewish uh, faith, and uh, and I know this is a very big day, regardless of how close you are to your uh, synagogue, like I was with the Catholic faith, kind of uh, moved away from it a little bit after being raised in it, and, and it's important, so I wish you the very, very best uh, on this, uh, this very sacred holiday. Uh, God bless you, absolutely 100%. Wanted to say that right away. I know many of you are going to be uh, uh, taking the day off and... Uh, uh, Godspeed and God bless. So, uh, we've got a lot of stuff on the show today. I mean, mega turbo, awesome, excellent, could be record-breaking, uh, has to be shared podcast with everybody you know. Everybody you know, it has to be. Because today, we are going to, there's several things going to happen today. Uh, I have identified patient zero on the defund the police movement. And her name is Karen. And she is the source of everything with regard to uh, the left's need to infantilize people of color, among others. Uh, She is impatient. She is a cul-de-sac dwelling liberal. And she is a busybody like Gladys Kravitz from Bewitched. Pardon you uh, millennials who haven't seen the show. Just look it up. Gladys Kravitz equals Karen equals modern liberal. And I knew this. In 1995. So we're going to get to that today. Tony Bobolinski's truths and the biggest political cover-up and election scandal in world history. It will be. There's no denying it. And if you're a journalist who isn't looking into it, you might want to check your bias. It is remarkable that our American media, that has the First Amendment, which gives it leeway, to uh, be the, the final line between abject corruption of the government and control of the American people and the narrative, they have that responsibility, and they choose to bed down with Democrats. So we got that today. Uh, the amazing adoption story of Aaron Judge and his epic record that he set last night. New evidence, the COVID vaccine caused massive illness and death as recorded by a government agency. And it took a long time to get that information out. We'll share it today. And then, of course, my response to the Herschel Walker abortion allegations. I would assume that there are a few of you who know my story who might think that my take on it could be kind of unique and insightful because I am adopted and because I am the product of a sexual assault all right so we got all of that but I want to start with the uh, the kitchen table issues ladies
1: and gentlemen and the first one is the price of gas How high is gas prices mama? She said, five bucks a gallon and rice. This is Jim Gossett. How high is gas prices, Papa? He said, six bucks a gallon and rice. A cleanser. Joe Biden, he don't have our back. We can't drill and we can't frack. The economy is under attack. Six bucks a gallon and rising. How's that working for you, kids? How high is oil prices, Mama? She said 125 and rising. And groceries! How high is oil prices, Papa? He said 135 and rising. All the drilling Biden's killed. Better back we will not build. His own pockets, Joe is filled. Seven bucks a gallon, and, and he blew up the North Stream. What? How high's inflation, Mama? Yeah, I said He said eight percent and rising. How high's inflation, Papa? He said nine percent and rising. Food prices going up every day. Hey, double what you used to pay. help wish Joe Biden would go away. Ten percent and. Rising. And remember,
3: Hamburger Helper is fine by itself if you're going to go to Dollar General today to feed your family like so many people are. Just remember, you don't really need the meat. It's absolutely the noodles and the sauce are are just awesome there you go and uh, and you know Joe Biden he blamed uh, Vladimir Putin for the rise in oil prices even though the prices of oil started raising for about a year before uh, Vladimir Putin decided to invade Russia uh, and, uh, and of course all Vladimir Putin's fault all Vladimir Putin's fault but you know what uh, when confronted about uh, gas prices going back up again since Joe Biden took credit for them going down by uh, selling a million barrels of our strategic oil reserve to China uh, we'll get into that in a little while with uh, Tony. Bob uh and then, of course, just uh, 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 emptying our strategic oil reserve to artificially bring down the uh, price of gas in time for the election. Well, now it's starting to go up again, and and Corinne Jean-Pierre is, uh, of course, showing amazing, amazing, amazing contradictions. You said the president was responsible for gas prices coming down. Well, yeah, but that's good. Is the president responsible for gas prices going up? That's bad.
4: So... It's a lot more nuance than that, right? Yeah,
3: because they got to involve politics, and <laughs> duh. Um,
4: Peter, you know this. Uh, there have been global challenges that we have all have p- d- dealt with. When I say all, meaning I
3: would say that uh, cutting off the Keystone XL pipeline and making us energy dependent again it would want to be one of those uh, global crises, you know, that uh, Joe actually
4: did. Other countries as well have dealt with since the pandemic. There's been pandemic and there's been... Uh, oh, blah, 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 blah. ...war. And Putin's war uh, Putin's has war. Uh,
3: increased gas prices at the. Oh, you're just so full of crap. I mean, honestly, wow. Just so ungodly full of crap. Don't it make your blue eyes brown? Dear Lord, are you out of your nut? We're not buying it anymore. I'm, I'm putting a new t shirt in my swag line. I'll give you details on that when we open up the Rob Carson store. And it's just going to say, we're done. We're done. We're not going to debate it anymore. We're done with this crap. You've said that the debate over climate change, uh, global warming, global cooling, uh, was settled. We know the reason why gas is so damned high right now is because Joe Biden screwed everybody. Oil prices rose almost $4 a barrel on Monday with news that OPEC, the uh, expanded organization of petroleum exporting countries, by the way. I don't even knew that. Did you know that's what this stood for? Yeah, whatever. Anyway, uh, that includes Russia could announce its largest production cut in years during its uh, meeting this week. So Joe Biden went over and he got down on one knee, maybe even two knees. You never know with uh, Democrats, but anyway, went over there to uh, Saudi Arabia and uh, and he, he he fist bumped the crown prince and he said, hey 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 hey, can I stiff your hair? Oh no, sorry, you're wearing one of those things on your head, and uh, and uh, and then right after that, the uh, the Saudi, uh, you know, the big guy, he uh, he's the other big guy, he's their big guy. Um, he uh, basically said, screw you, <laughs> I mean, screw you? See, we like this whole domination and and uh, control thing, and, uh, you know, we're not going to do this. And we've been, uh, been pretty much smacked around by it ever since. It's Pretty much uh, been smacked around by it ever since. And everybody knows it. Everybody knows the reason why gas prices went through the ceiling are because Joe Biden committed to a war on fossil fuel during his campaign and during his presidency thus far okay so uh we're done we're done with that discussion because we know we're right the facts back back us the uh, the whole uh, media uh uh, uh, social media and democrat industrial complex uh, can't cover up the truth anymore about all of the things that i'm going to talk about today and i'm even going to offer you some examples of how they've covered it up all of these things Tony Bobolinsky, FBI involved in the 2016 election, 2020 election, January 6th, goes on and on and on. And if you need anything to kind of send you a signal that the media industrial complex with with, uh, social media and the Democrat Party, just listen for the words misinformation or disinformation. When you hear those, that means they're trying to cover up their lies and trying to make them truth. That's what it's all about. Left wing! Oh, and then here's a KGP, Corinne Jean-Pierre. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre uh, was confronted about uh, this guy named, uh, there was a There was a uh, uh, member of the Coast Guard in Florida, and he rescued a bunch of people, and uh, Joe Biden personally called uh, Coast Guard swimmer Zach Loesch for his heroism in saving an elderly couple and their dog last week in Fort Myers. And, uh, and then the Biden spoke to uh, Lieutenant Commander Christopher Hooper in Aviation the survival Technician Second Class Zach Loesch to thank them for their heroic work. But what Joe Biden didn't realize is that Loesch is going to be discharged in a couple of weeks for not being vaccinated. Uh, you know, I don't know. if you, He, along with four other rescue swimmers at Air Station Clearwater are unvaccinated. Loesch uh, submitted his religious accommodation to the Coast Guard. It was denied and, and every uh, religious accommodation was denied by our Department of Defense. So uh, I say uh, to the leaders of the Department of Defense, you might want to start sending out your resumes because I think you're done too. But here is Corinne Jean-Pierre being asked about a hero being discharged for a vaccine that doesn't work and she, of course, completely avoids the question.
4: I wanted to ask, the the president recently praised a group of Coast Guard rescue swimmers. One of them reportedly um, faces termination because he isn't vaccinated. I'm curious given the threats that we're facing abroad with it after
3: this election every person in this country who was fired or discharged for not getting a vaccination need to be rehired with back pay everybody
4: president ever reconsider uh, that vaccination
3: and if not sue the asses off of the municipality the state government or the federal government for doing so
4: requirement or consider issuing more exemptions so as you as as you can imagine, the president has the most the deepest respect uh, for the U.S. Coast Guard.
3: I really doubt it because he'll say like "God bless the military" at the end of his speech, but everything else he does, he pretty much shafts them. Uh,
4: that is something that uh, uh, you would hear from him uh, directly, uh, and the country, the president, and the country are grateful for all of the U.S. Coast Guard and Coast Guard heroes yeah. uh, that have led the effort uh, to save uh, lives. Yeah, but are
3: they are they still going to get uh, booted?
4: Florida. Uh, we have seen that with our very own eyes uh, these past couple of days. Uh, I would refer you specifically to the U.S. Coast Guard on this on this issue, on this individual. No, no,
3: no, no, because it's happening at all branches. So let's just go to the guy who's in charge, uh, your boss. full cool questions. President so, Doofy.
4: Not something that I would uh, comment from here. But, uh, you know, there, uh, of course, uh, have been multiple vaccination requirements, as you know, in place for quite some time. Wow. Uh, and, uh, but
3: I mean, she skates around answers like uh, Christy Yamaguchi.
4: And
3: I'm not going to comment here from here on an individual case. I'm not going to comment on an individual case. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, we're done. We're done. Now, uh, your calls are welcome. Here's the number. It's 800-922-6680. Uh, I'm about done with October surprises, too, by the way. And we're going to get into one with regard to uh, Herschel Walker who is uh, running for Senate in the state of Georgia, as uh, being a product of a, uh, a rape uh, and an adoptee, I would assume that uh, you might want to maybe hear my thoughts on it. Maybe not. I don't care. But anyway, I'm going to do that next, all right? This is The Rob Carson Show.
0: Ah, uh, mm, The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. It's time to make common sense. Common again. It's the Rob Carson Show.
3: By the way, the economy's about to get real for uh, woke companies. Amazon is freezing. Freezing hiring in time for the, uh, the holiday season. I'll just go ahead and say the Christmas season because uh, uh, businesses make all their money in the fourth quarter because of happy little Christians who go out and buy their friends and uh, and coworkers and everybody Christmas presents. So, uh, it's just the way it is. You know, there's a lot of Hanukkah. I don't want to slight anybody, but honestly, let's look at the fourth quarter, what it is. Pretty much, sha so uh, Amazon has uh, instructed recruiters to close all uh, job postings because they're done. Who else is uh, not hiring? Uh, Google, yay! I hope they go bankrupt. Apple, yay! Uh, no, actually, I like Apple because you know, I like their phones. I wish they'd stop manufacturing them in China. Meta, which is Facebook, yay! Go out of business, Meta, yay! You've abused people. You've abused your privilege. Bye 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 bye. So there's uh, there's those things. Uh, so uh, looks like a lot of these uh, these big woke companies are, are going to be uh, not hiring people or laying people off. So welcome to it. But we all had to go through that a long time ago. Oh, and here's, uh, by the way, Corinne Jean-Pierre. I don't know if you heard this. Al Sharpton apparently heard from uh, Joe Biden the other day that Joe Biden was planning on running for president in 2024, and here's Karim uh, Jean-Pierre being asked about it yesterday.
4: He's running. Back back here, <laughs> you in. love asking me, Sebastian, you love asking me about 2024. <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
3: look, I... Hey, I hey, yeah, yo. because he's the president and this is his first term, duh. I'm running.
4: Here, here's what I, I will say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know, you
5: want to I
3: mean, clear First of all, we don't know if the president's going to be in a home or even alive by then.
4: Answer, I know, but he's... <laughs> if I Al, Al Sharpton says it, it's, it's, you know, uh, look, um, I, <laughs> you, oh, it's so funny. You always ask me about 2024. Um, so here's what I can say. Okay. And the president has said this himself. He sure. intends to run in 2024. Uh, as you know, I cannot wait. Now the, the
3: thing that you haven't heard is that, uh, in the conversation with Al Sharpton the other day, Joe Biden said, Hey, uh, can you call this Martin Luther King Jr. guy? I'm thinking about him as a running mate. So there was that. Uh, that just kind of came out. Uh, something that I heard about. So could be, could be real, could be not. Uh, I would actually kind of at this point um, believe it might be true. So Herschel Walker is uh, accused of paying for a woman's abortion in 2009. The uh, Daily Beast, which is a, I mean, hyper liberal rag. Okay, I'm gonna give you that. They claim they have evidence uh, that pro-life Herschel Walker paid for his girlfriend's abortion more than a decade ago. Now, first and foremost, will this make a difference in the race? Not one damn bit. Not a single thing at all. I'll explain why. If anything, it might bring more Democrats to Herschel Walker. Because if you're not mistaken, I believe that uh, those who pay for abortions or have abortions or provide abortions are... Uh, lauded by the Democrat Party, right? Uh, there should be women in uh, and men and everybody, or cisgendered, no, you're cis, uh, trans and whatever. People on the Democrat side go, whoa, 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 <clears throat> He paid for an abortion. I'm voting for him. Hell yes. Uh, Herschel Walker saying it's a, it's a flat out lie, a, a hash it job. Daily Beast uh, cites a woman who uh, wished to remain anonymous, which basically. Eliminates her credibility on a lot of things. I'll just say, you. Just you know, honestly, really, she's a registered Democrat who claims to have conceived a child, conceived a child with Walker in 2009. She says she aborted the uh, the uh, the child, purportedly at Walker's urge or urging, and that Walker uh, reimbursed her for the expense. Uh, even he gave her a, a five hundred, seven hundred dollar check. Uh, they're saying it's it's a five hundred seventy five dollar receipt from the abortion clinic, but it was a seven hundred dollar check. So there's that. So he could have been a seven hundred dollar check, could have been for a new catalytic converter. Who the hell knows? But the 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 re, the receipt for five seventy five, and he gave her seven hundred dollars. Then sent her a generic get well card. Now I'm just I'm playing devil's advocate here. Uh, actually, I'm a god's advocate because the, the devil's on the side of the Democrats. Um, that uh, so a, 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 a greeting card, a get well card. He is an ambassador from the NFL, and uh, et cetera, in his life. He's been a popular figure. He's visited Children's Hospital. He's, he's visited around the world. I'm sure he's sent thousands of cards to a lot of people. So I'm uh, just going to say, back up, look at this. Get Well card, $700 check. If you were standing back looking at just that, Herschel Walker wrote a check in 2009 for $700 to a woman and sent her a Get Well card. Oh, yeah, that's an abortion. Oh, my God in heaven, that is certainly an abortion. No, not at all. Nothing about that says abortion, okay? So anyway, uh, uh, she said there's a 125 difference between the check and the receipt because she ballparked the cost of an abortion after googling the uh, procedure and then estimated the uh, travel expenses and uh, and uh, what what is it uh, recovery costs i guess is that um here is uh herschel walker talking about the uh, woman's claims
6: i have no no idea but it is a flat out lie and uh and now you know how important this seat is This seat is very important that they'll do anything to win this seat lie Because they want to make it by everything else except what the truth. Why
3: do they think they call them October surprises? And they're almost uniquely Democrat.
6: Problems that we have in this country is this inflation, the border wide open, crime. They don't want to talk about that. So they're making up lies now because they need this Georgia seat. So I'm going to encourage anyone out there. Let's not let them take this seat. If you can go to teamherser.com, let's not let them take this seat. Because if they take this seat, we won't recognize this country tomorrow. Because right now, for them to come out
3: with total lies. Yeah, and the thing is also, uh, this is the same media that said that Hunter Biden's laptop was not real. Um, I thought you should know that. They they thought that Hunter Biden's laptop was not real. Uh, And so, um, I mean, really?
0: our president twice for nothing the truth is simple and it's right before our eyes they raided his home
1: i don't know what to be concerned about no one no one seems to
0: and they call us extremists and fascists for supporting him yeah we're done with all that it's the rob carson show
3: so uh 13 years ago a woman says that she was impregnated by herschel walker and uh, Herschel Walker is denying it. And uh, the the person, of course, waited until uh, October of an election year to come out and share the story with everybody. Uh, duh. It was published by the Daily Beast, which is uh, very left of center. Uh, it is being covered by the mainstream media as gospel truth, unlike the uh, Hunter Biden laptop, which was ignored and is still being ignored. And uh, And I've got a plenty of audio. This uh, epic interview last night, Hunter, uh, Hunter <laughs> that... Uh, Tucker Carlson did with Tony Bobolitsky, a known, verified business partner of the Biden family. All right, uh, so there's that. We know that the FBI colluded with Hillary Clinton and the Democrat Party uh, in 2016 on Russia collusion. They even hired a Russian agent uh, who is uh, in uh, on trial this month, uh, and uh, Igor Denchenko Um, We know that. And then we also know that the FBI had the laptop in, in 2019. They covered the laptop. We know that an operative in the FBI actually called it disinformation. Huh! And they sat on it, and they worked with Facebook and uh, YouTube and Twitter to take down the story so nobody knew about it. And then earlier this year, Matt Gates was interviewing the uh, the c- cyber secretary or the uh, uh, assistant to the cyber secretary of the FBI, and he says, "Oh, we don't know where the laptop is. Look, that was this year. That was this year. So he entered the laptop hard drive into the con- congressional record, and they're still sitting on it, and they're not doing anything with it. They're not doing anything with it. Oh, and then there's this. Uh, a few years ago, there's a woman named Tara Reid, and Tara Reid in 1993 she was doing an internship at the White House, and uh, and Joe Biden had commented a few times on her uh, cocktail dress. They made her actually uh, uh, serve cocktails in a short dress to uh, uh, Biden supporters in a couple of events there, and and uh, and then uh, she was uh, leaving, and uh, and uh, she apparently had Joe Biden's gym bag, and Joe Biden used the gym bag. I don't know what the hell, maybe there was a gym bag, in. but anyway, Joe Biden ended up on an elevator with her, and she alleges that uh, he assaulted her with a digit, okay? Uh, after that, she had complained, and she was moved literally to a windowless office and then drummed off of Capitol Hill. Her dreams of a career in politics or, uh, you know, as so many young children who go to Capitol Hill to do an internship, hope that they'll eventually be uh, on Capitol Hill. I've got a nephew who literally was, he he—he he worked for John Thune, and, and he went up to Capitol Hill, and he worked there for several years right out of college, living the dream, living the dream, and now he's moved off, he's doing another job in politics off Capitol Hill, but he- can you imagine being a woman and, and you have the same dreams as my nephew, but you get on an elevator with a, a sleazy politician who's known for inappropriately touching and commenting to women and uh, being penetrated by a digit on an elevator. And suddenly that, that's no big deal. Not even paid attention to whatsoever. But a uh, uh, get well card and a $700 check supposedly for a $575 abortion is what uh, we're dealing with right now. and It's all it is all Herschel Walker. Really? Here's Herschel Walker about the get well card.
6: Uh, I haven't seen it, uh, but, you know, I can tell you, uh, I send out so many get well, uh, send out so much of anything. But I can tell you right now, I never asked anyone to get an abortion. I never pay for an abortion. And it's a lie. And I'm going to continue to fight. You know, I tell you, that's what they want. They want this seat. But right now, they've energized me even more. They're not going to take the seat, so they better work it even harder because they've jeopardized my kids. They've jeopardized my family. They think they can threaten me. They think they can scare me. Right now, all that done is that it's energized me more that I'm going to fight and win the seat for the great people of Georgia because to have someone in the seat that lies to the people shouldn't be in the seat as a senator.
3: Now, it's, it's kind of funny because we have a man of God running against Herschel Walker, a man who uh, preached in the Ebenezer Baptist Church. And he is supposed to be a godly man. Now, if a godly man were in charge of his campaign and, and true to his faith, he would uh, probably have a comment about it. He would probably say something like, Herschel Walker has repented and turned his life over to Christ. And he has, by the way. And he has, by the way. And, and uh, so consequently, I don't feel that this should have any bearing on the issues of the day. If you are truly a man of God, if you're truly a pastor and not just a political tool like Jeremiah Wright then you might say something like that but you see uh with uh, democrats liberal democrats they put politics before faith first and foremost the same way with liberal uh people of the jewish persuasion uh they put politics before the state of israel they put politics before uh faith they really they, they do and the same goes for uh, you know for instance uh, joe biden he puts politics before the the catholic church with regard to abortion uh, and other things like that. So there, there's that. Okay, they, they got that going on. Uh, and and even if something like this had occurred in 2009, and I I don't doubt that uh, maybe Herschel Walker was a womanizer, uh, because uh, pro athletes, okay, uh, you're juiced up on testosterone. You are you are a uh, uh, the uh, embodiment of uh, manliness. You are being constantly. Uh, tr- uh, people trying to seduce you all the time. I'll tell you, I'm a radio personality. I'm not that big a deal, but yeah, you, you, I mean, you're, you're out at a club or you're on the stage, or this, that happens not so much anymore, and that's fine. I don't care, you know. And I'm not. I don't play that game. But even if that's the case, uh, then he's turned his life over. So what? Uh, And I would venture to say that there are, for every Democrat who is screaming, Herschel Walker paid for an abortion! There are probably a whole bunch of Democrat men who've done the same damn thing. And I would also say probably a whole lot of Republican men have done the same damn thing. And I would hope if you did do the same damn thing, that you've repented as well. When I was in college, there was a wonderful uh, girl who lived in the apartment complex that I was in. Her name was Nancy, and she's a friend. And she got impregnated by her boyfriend, and uh, and her father, her her boyfriend's father, and he said, "We'll pay for your abortion. Get the abortion. We're going to pay for the abortion. We want to put this behind us." And she chose to have the child, and that little boy is now in his you know early thirties. And that's when I went, "Huh, maybe abortion isn't about uh, woman's health. You know, really? I mean, maybe it's just irresponsibility. Just saying, just saying." And here is uh, Dana Lash. She's a uh, talk show host, obviously, talking about uh, the meaning of this uh, new revelation in October about, uh, about Herschel Walker.
4: So does this change anything? I, I mean, do you want my opinion? And you're listening. Not a damn thing. How many times have I said four very important words? These four words. Winning is a Virtue. What I'm about to say is in no means a contradiction or a compromise of a principle.
3: I've let her, her doing the talking here. Okay, I'm going to wait till we hear this, then I'll make my little commentary, but I'm going to let her have her say.
4: And please keep in mind that I am concerned about one thing and one thing only at this point. So I don't care if Herschel Walker paid to abort endangered baby eagles I want control of the Senate.
3: Okay. Now, um, I'm not so sure I'm just down with a cut-and-dried thing like that. I'm going to skew more towards the if it happened. I hope that he's turned his life around, and it sounds like he has. But I'm not sure it did. Let's go to David in San Francisco. I'm told that he is very left of center. And he has some thoughts on it. Uh, David, welcome to the show, and I thank you for calling. Go ahead, bud.
2: All right, Rob. Uh, actually, I consider myself quite conservative. But it's funny to oh. hear uh, Dana uh, say that uh, basically she's saying that Herschel Walker is controllable. And I would hope that the people of Georgia would have enough guts to uh, vote for somebody who is uh, strong enough of mind that they're not controllable by Dana Loesch. Well, but, I don't
3: think it's, it's about, David, real quick, um, and just give me a second there. I don't think it's about controllable. I think it's about electing the person who is now, not who was then. But go ahead.
2: Well, the second thing is it, there's no apology uh, for someone who had an abortion when it was safe and legal. And it was actually a, not just a kindness, but it was sort of a gentlemanly thing that if, uh, you know, in between 1972 and present, uh, that if uh, a fella got a woman pregnant, he would pay for her abortion. And that was considered a gentlemanly thing.
3: I don't think that's gentlemanly at all. I think it's an abdication of responsibility. But go ahead. Go ahead.
2: You're wrong. No, 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 no. No, I'm not wrong. No, I'm not wrong. Go ahead. What? The Bible says zero. Jesus said zero about the abortion. And so the idea that these fake Christians on the Supreme Court, these Opus Dei guys, have basically (laughs) decided to outlaw uh, something that was safe and legal, and organized crime (laughs) is going to cash in when it is illegal again. And they're not only going to cash in by providing the abortion, but then they'll give you free blackmail for every one they do. And when you start looking at this idea, you're trying to spin this story about uh, someone should apologize for paying for an abortion. Well, that gets into the blackmail. And in the old days, before 1972... If you read uh, Bob Woodward, one of his first books after... Oh, Bob Woodward,
3: yeah, that's going to add some credibility. Go ahead, Bob Woodward. I'm writing this down because he's certainly... It's called The Brethren. The book is
2: called The Brethren, and it's about how the Supreme Court was handled. And they have a full Uh, chapter on Roe v. Wade, and they talked Mm -hmm. about uh, blackmail and that when organized crime ran abortion they were blackmail in general
3: do you do you think that uh, uh, coat hanger abortions in uh, in alleys happen in mass
2: oh uh, yeah they actually no did. that was a myth
3: actually that was absolutely a myth you're wrong well, 100% uh, a myth you are absolutely new, wrong you are absolutely mistaken techniques. don't lie about this rob dude well, you know what david david have bring him down david I let you have your say. You brought up a bunch of mindless nonsense. You started with it was a gentleman's agreement. There's nothing gentlemanly about abdicating responsibility. As far as uh, Bob Woodward, who gives an F what Bob Woodward says? He's avoided every, every major scandal when it involved a, uh, a Democrat. So you're, you're, it's specious. As far as organized crime involved in, uh, in abortion and coat hanger abortions, that's a myth. It's a bloody myth, David. I know this because I've been studying it for 30 years. So don't tell me that I'm uninformed about this. I will not accept your name calling. And first of all, you started off your conversation with a lie. You said you were a conservative. Now, David, if you'd like to respond, I'm gonna give you about 30 seconds. Go ahead. Okay, he's gone. Is he the same guy who called and said F you and then hung up? i, I wonder if he is the same guy. Because whenever people get mad like this, it, it, they know that you're telling the truth and you're over the target. All right? Uh, everything that he just said about abortion, everything he said about men paying for it, was nonsense. Uh, and Roe v. Wade ended the lives of 63 million babies, most of them black. What David didn't say was that uh, Margaret Sanger, the person who created Planned Parenthood, was a eugenist. So was Hitler, all right? Uh, So were all of the members of his regime, including Joseph Mengele. They were all, they were all uh eugenics they wanted to get rid of the handicap and by the way oh did you know what the planned parenthood and abortion has done it's it's basically uh driving people with down syndrome into extinction when you get a test for down syndrome when you're pregnant or when your wife is pregnant as we did we refused it you know why because the only reason they give the test is to say so your kid's gonna have down syndrome better kill it do you want to get aborted do you want to abort them? Okay, so everything that David just said, and he sounded like he was all prepared and everything, and he had a you know a gentleman's agreement. He had the Bob Woodward book and the, uh, whatever and all that. Oh, and then Jesus. Oh, that's beautiful. That's like the ultimate. When you bring up Jesus's name, like Joe Scarborough did, and said Jesus didn't talk about abortion. Jesus didn't talk about abortion. Uh, you know, abortion was so ungodly rare that it didn't even really exist at the time of jesus christ don't act like there were uh, you know abortion clinics in jerusalem dear god in heaven let's take a break you're listening to the rob carson show
0: time to put critical race theory in critical condition it's the rob carson show
7: And it was happening back in ancient times it was happening during his time never once mentioned it for
3: now I don't believe that Jesus also mentioned serial killers addiction trans surgery puberty blockers or vaccine mandates I you know, see a few things that uh, Jesus didn't mention uh you know so Jesus didn't mention abortion so I guess that means he was cool with what the hell are you thinking I mean he was the product of a virgin birth for crying out loud I mean honest wow okay So uh, here's the deal. Um, It's another October surprise. It comes from the Daily Beast. It is uh, 13 years old and involved a a woman who claims that she had an abortion. She got a $700 check to herself. She showed a receipt for a $575 abortion and a generic greeting card, get well card. So if you think that uh, trumps the uh, Hunter Biden laptop, then Godspeed. But it won't mean anything with regard to the election i'm just it doesn't mean a darn thing it's like remember that big october surprise uh, where uh uh uh, president trump was recorded on a bus by billy bush with access hollywood where is he now oh yeah he's done uh you know so he's on the bus he's he's taped uh, uh surreptitiously if you are a producer or an audio technician in any good standing you know that when the host is not on the air you shut the mic off so even if Joe Biden said he grabbed someone by the P word and he is doing this and doing that, which is what guys do a lot of the times when they're younger, they brag about getting a piece of whatever. You know, and honestly, that's it's, it's whatever. Who cares? But it was it was recorded surreptitiously. Billy Bush should have stood up and said, you know what? That was a private conversation. It was not being broadcast, et cetera. And that's why I knew it was nonsense the day that it happened. I don't care that he said it. Most people thought, "Oh, that's going to sink the submarine of the SS Trump." Not one little bit, dear Lord. I want to share this just to put a a final uh, point on this because I I thought it was a marvelous moment, and it talked about. uh, To me, it said something very good about uh, the preciousness of life and uh, and the amazing possibility of life if you're allowed to live it. This is Carrie Lake. She's talking about uh, immigration and Hispanics and family and all this. And a little girl uh, talks up, uh, speaks up in the, uh, and and by the way, Carrie Lake is uh, very pro-life. Just listen to this.
5: The Republican party is the party of the Latino. It is the party of family. It is the party of faith. It is the party of the American dream. That's what Latinos are about. My husband is Latino. My children are Latino. I'm just a gringo, okay? Well, that
3: doesn't mean you're not racist.
5: <laughs> but hi, look at that sweet baby back there. She's waving. I it's...
4: like it because you take uh... care of babies.
5: I do oh take care of...
3: <laughs> I like it because you take care of babies.
5: <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's going to make me cry right now. Thank you. You know why? Because your life is so valuable. We We can't wait to see what you do when you grow up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be just like you. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. What? I'm
3: not thinking John Fetterman is going to get the same reaction from the crowd.
5: Sweet, sweet, sweet baby. I do care about our families. Come here, honey. Oh. Come here. Oh. What's your name? My name's Liana. My, your name's Liana? Mm-hmm. And how old are you? Six. Six.
3: <laughs> this. Six. I'm thinking Rihanna was a fetus.
5: This is why, truly why I'm in this. My kids aren't little like this. Like, if I tried to hold my daughter right now, I'd probably fall to the ground. She's 19. My son is 18. And I had so many great opportunities here. I came to Arizona for an opportunity. And I just want to make sure that the little ones have opportunities.
3: There you go. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.
7: Information. Truth. Is freedom is Newsmax. It's real news for real
0: people. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show.
3: It's a Wednesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Our number is due. And uh, we have uh, much to get to, including Tony Bobuliski audio. Uh, very shortly here, um, uh, let's see who else we got here today. We've got Fred Flights, uh, vice chair of the America First Policy Institute Center for American Security. And the former chief of staff for Trump on National Security Council. Now, I know that sounds all esoteric and weird and everything, but we're going to be talking about China. We're going to be talking about uh, Russia. We're going to be talking about North Korea shooting missiles over uh, Japan and whatnot. So it'll make sense. I, know it's, uh, I don't like that stuff. I don't like that meet the press kind of, joining us is the whatever from the whatever. Uh, he has a, a Ph.D. in the whatever. I, that, that bores the crap out of me, to be quite honest. That's why I don't watch those shows. I just use sound bites from them because if I had to watch them, I'd be like, oh, dear God, I can't. I just, you know, no. So that's coming up. Next hour, Jason Miller. He's the guy who created Getter, he's the CEO. He's traveled around the world. Getter's changing the world after all of the abuses and usurpations of Facebook and Twitter with regard to. And we know now they're just nothing more than political uh, tools to uh, not only steer uh, people away from your message as a conservative, to shut you down, to punish you, by the way, for your thoughts. And they work with the Democrat Party and the the liberal media uh, hand in hand. There's no doubt about it anymore. Uh, I'm going to download all the pictures from my Facebook page, which the only reason I really have the Facebook page now is just because I've been putting pictures of my family and everything on it for about you know 13 twelve, thirteen, four—I don't know how many years. I want to download this, and I'm going to get rid of it. And at Twitter, I just keep to uh, download uh, video clips for my for my TV show, you know, and, I, and audio that I use in my show. But honestly, I'm going to I'm going to just stop posting on Twitter. It doesn't do any good. It's it's what's the freaking point? What's the point? Am I am I virtue signaling? If I, I don't, if 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 Twitter is your news feed, then damn, you gotta you gotta find another news feed. I mean, seriously, you gotta open your eyes. So uh, anyway, there's uh, there's that. Um, let's see what else. Oh oh oh, uh, the the uh, the podcast. It's uh, it's blowing up. It has been blowing up for about a year. The show's been on the air for a week, a year. The podcast, a little over a year, and uh, we're pushing you know a million downloads a month. If you would subscribe, it would be huge. No matter which platform you use, could be Apple Podcasts, could be Spotify. But if you want a list of them all, just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. Hey, kids, it's my favorite month of the year. I'm serious. It's October. The economy's terrible. People g- going to be giving out candy corn. Uh, just one, actually.
1: You know. They're crooked and they're seedy. Unscrupulous and greedy. For cash, they're all too needy. The Biden family. Slow down, kids. they just got one bag. Driving and extortion. They've amassed a fortune. They lovely term abortion. The Biden family. The big guy received billions payoffs in the billions and now they're spending trillions the biden family son hunter is in a hole he's on china's payroll should jail him without parole
2: and throw away the key i said i'm telling you you're not getting a billion dollars if the prosecutor's not fired you're not getting the money yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. power they're addicted they should be convicted from the white house be evicted the biden family everybody stand
3: So that is uh, from Jim Gussett, two S's and two T's. And uh, you can get that song on uh, my Rumble channel at Rob Carson Show or or just uh, listen to the podcast and share it. Tony Bobolinsky a business associate of uh, the Biden family, and he was actually uh, uh, Joe Biden was the chairman of this company, which is called uh, you know, unofficially Bobalitsky, the uh, sinohawk Holdings. Uh, it was a partnership between the Chinese operating uh, uh, through uh, CEFC Chairman Yi and the Biden family. This is true. We know this. And uh, uh, the Biden family got paid a lot of money. And Tony Bobolinsky was actually interviewed by the FBI in 2020. Now, the FBI Guy at Hunter Biden's laptop in 2019. So uh, Tony Boblinski had obviously been sounding off about his business relationship with the, uh, the Biden family, and he uh, became vocal when... He was named in some of the emails on Hunter Biden's laptop. So he came out and then the FBI said, hey, 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 this sounds pretty interesting. Let's do an interview with Tony Bobulinski because, you know, we're the FBI and we're credible and we're the law enforcement and all this. Actually, no, they just went to have an interview with Bobulinski to see what he knew. And then once they found out what he knew, they completely ignored him. And we all know that the FBI literally worked with Facebook and Twitter, the mainstream media, presumably because the mainstream media didn't cover the story, although they may just be slavishly Democrat, and they just decided oh, that's probably. I know that I know that's what it is. Otherwise, they'd have the story by now, and they'd be on the story by now. The biggest scandal in American political history, not only with family corruption, but also the FBI working with a family in, uh, in uh, a family in politics that is corrupt. Uh... And the FBI shaping the narrative before an election, which effectively uh, through the election. If if you just looked at that. There are a lot of other reasons how the Democrats stole the election. We won't go into those right now. But I, I only say this because I know the facts, and I've gathered facts, and I've I've studied it, and I don't just shoot my mouth off and say, oh, that's, that's, you're a denier. No, shut up. I'm not a denier. I'm not a denier. Listen to what I have to say. So Bob a retired lieutenant of the US Navy, CEO of Sinohawk Holdings, which had a partnership between the Chinese, as I just mentioned. And uh, Tony Alinsky did another interview with Tucker Carlson last night. Now on October 23rd of 2020, my birthday, thank you. Tony Alinsky sat down with a number of FBI agents. And they asked him about uh, Hunter Biden's laptop and his relationship with the Biden family with regard to Sinohawk Holdings and he spoke to them for hours on end hours on end and at the end of the interview he was assured that an agent tony tebow would be in touch well uh, antoine didn't make the phone call and about a month ago he was escorted from the fbi building and they said oh no he's 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 leaving because um uh, he's retiring but actually what happened was a bunch of whistleblowers confirmed the story in the FBI. And that's why AG Garland is trying to shut down anybody talking to Congress because uh, he wants to outlaw whistleblowing which is guaranteed in law. That said Alinsky uh, was asked about how much money did the Bidens expect to make with regard to this collaboration with the Chinese government and uh, this company
8: was involved. So. How much did Hunter expect to make from his business dealings with the Chinese? Yeah. So, not only Hunter, I uh, I wasn't interested. They, you know, they had to work on me for years to sort of, you know, call it come off the bench and get involved here in the spring of
3: 2017. They courted the Bidens, courted Tony Bobulinski. I expected CFC
8: was going to deploy billions of dollars through Sinohawk. Um, and I was focused on taking those billions of dollars and making a return on it. Um, and I expected to make hundreds of millions of dollars. I think the Biden... Man,
3: wouldn't it be nice to live like that.
8: ...probably thought they were going to make billions of dollars. What? How much do you think Hunter, in the end, got from this? From diverting this money? Do you think he received the money? So he definitely received the money. I mean, the the, the bank statements have been made public. You know, he received over $5 million, and then I think an incremental $1 million... Uh, in a legal consulting fee to represent um, Patrick Ho, uh, which is a story in itself. So this seems very cut and dried,
3: Uh, black and white. It is uh, very, very cut and dry. And Joe Biden's brother, what happened was they were they were working all fine and dandy and everything, and they were expecting this massive payout. And then Joe Biden's brother went behind Bobolinsky's back and got a $5 million deal for Hunter Biden, just money that was transferred to Hunter Biden's uh, LLC, which basically was Hunter Biden. They just paid him off. Oh, yeah. And then, by the way, uh, Russia, the ex-mayor of uh, Moscow, his wife said Hunter Biden three million dollars three and a half million dollars now you and i will work our entire lives we're lucky half a million dollars maybe for retirement maybe a little bit more wouldn't it be nice to not build or create anything and get ungodly rich because of who you are like barack obama and michelle obama and joe biden and nancy pelosi although there's a lot of insider trading going on there but you know i mean honestly Uh, Maybe some of you make $170,000 a year. Do you have two beachfront properties worth, uh, you know, $30 million? Isn't that kind of funny? And you build stuff all your life. You spend your whole life. My brother Dwight died. He's 61 years old uh, three years ago. Built his whole life. Had this company, and they literally built stuff. And he didn't. uh, When he died, he wasn't worth that. Yeah, well, he actually built stuff. He didn't make money off of uh, you know influence. Here's a little bit more from uh, this is about uh, this uh, this agent who said that they would be in touch. Oh yeah, yeah we've heard what you had to say, Mr. Bobolinsky, and we realize there there clearly are there's some issues here with the Biden family. We will get back to you. We will get right back to you. We'll make sure that uh, we call you and uh, and we will we will get this taken care of.
8: Daunting. So at the end of that five plus hour interview, the head of station. Uh, told my lawyers, listen, an individual nam- named Tim Tebow is going to run points on all of this. We're definitely going to have Tony come back in for a follow-up interview. Could be as early as next week. Oh, yeah. Some of the people that were in the room weren't well-versed on all of this.
3: It's kind of like if you're in a bar and, uh, you know, you, you give a girl your number and she says, I'll call you. I'll call you. <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen.
8: All these facts, we may want to have people come in from Baltimore or Delaware. And, you know, I was ready to sit down with anybody that needed me to or travel wherever I wanted to. And, um, and so the head of station gave my lawyers um, Tim Tebow's cell phone number. Tim was not there that day. I think he was out of Washington, D.C., but my lawyers had an hour, hour and a half call with him that Friday night, October 23rd, uh-huh. and subsequent calls through the weekend yeah. and the following week when I was then coming on um, your show to uh, provide the facts to the American people.
3: Yeah, because we have an uncurious um, uh, uh, journalistic establishment that ignores stories altogether. As my friend in talk radio, Chris Plant, says, uh, the greatest insidious power of the media is to ignore. Here is a little bit more from uh, Tony Bobolinsky with regard to uh, no callback from Tim Thibault.
8: And, um... They were supposed to be working a follow-up interview, and Tim Tebow, in his last discussion with my legal... Tebow, I do that on purpose. Counsel was, listen, we know Tony's cooperating. We appreciate all the information he's provided. Uh, we will follow up with you. We're definitely going to have him come in uh, for a follow-up interview or spend some more time on this. And um, I haven't heard from them since.
3: Yeah, that was uh, October of 2020, which was... Well, about uh, two weeks out from the election. That's kind of weird how that happens, and it just disappeared. It just, just went away. I've got some more from Tony Bobolitsky. Also, where the money came from with regard to the $5 million paid to uh, to uh, Hunter Biden. I'm going to try and make this as easy as possible because, listen, I have to digest this too. All right? I'm not a legal expert. I have to digest it too. So there's a lot there. I'm going to try and uh, make it as easy to understand as possible. And your phone calls are welcome if you got a thought on it. 800 922 6680.
2: It's The Rob Carson Show. Time to
0: put Nancy, Joe, Chuck, Bernie, and Mitch in a retirement home. Rest well and rest easy. You deserve it. It's The Rob Carson Show. Joe
3: Biden had actually met with Tony Bobolinsky. It happened in uh, 2017. Uh, Joe Biden spoke at the Millikan Institute Global Conference 2017 at the Beverly Hilton, met with Joe Biden, and then the next night the president spoke there. Uh, and uh, and then uh, uh, in September, Bobolinsky revealed it was Tim Tebow, the, uh, the FBI agent who was walked away uh, from the FBI agent uh, 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 offices last month, he was the uh, agent who buried the information out about the Biden crime family that that Tony Bobulinski gave to the FBI on October 23rd of 2020. All right, so a big old long interview there, and uh, Tony Bobulinski, who was absolutely uh, contractually uh, involved with the uh, the Biden family, um, there's no doubt about that. But the FBI took the information and uh and and ran didn't bother to do a darn thing about it now what uh, tony bobolinski is um, uh bringing up here also is that hunter biden got a 5 million dollar payday from the chinese and that went outside of the the con, uh the the contract of of um tony bobolinski and the company all right so uh, uh the top chinese official emailed tony about a 5 million dollar interest free loan and uh, subsequent loans uh, and the Chinese official asked, Tony, hey, how w- will the $5 million be used? This $5 million loan is interest-free, but if the $5 million are used up, should CEFC keep lending more to the family? Less than two weeks later, uh, on August 8, 2017, $5 million was wired from the CEFC-affiliated investment vehicle uh, into Owasco, which is Hunter Biden's uh, firm, which presumably is only Hunter Biden. All right, Bob decided to message Jim Biden about, hey, you went behind my back and you did a side deal. We're involved here. We're partners in this. And, uh, and this is what Bob Linsky said. He said, you can imagine my shock with reading the report uh, put out by the Senate committee. Uh, the fact that you uh, were lying uh, while receiving five billion million is infuriating. He wrote to uh, uh, Jim Biden. Uh, looks like they were looking under every rock relative to CEFC, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, 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 I guess this is what Bobolinsky says. He called Jim Biden and said, hey, man, what's up? And Jim Biden said, uh, go F yourself and hung up. And they haven't spoken since. Oh, but Jim Biden did decide, apparently, to call when Tony Bobulinski was sitting with the FBI on October 23rd, my birthday, 2020. Yeah, maybe just kind of fire a warning shot. Like, you know, maybe you shouldn't talk so much. Maybe, you know, maybe you're meeting with the FBI. Maybe you should uh, you should shut up, you know?
8: Yeah. We're right in the middle of all of that. Have you had any contact with Hunter or Jim Biden? No, the last... Con- <laughs> so the last contact I had with the Biden family is actually when I was in my interview with the, uh, um, with the FBI on October 23rd for that five-plus hours. Um, on my BlackBerry, Jim Biden called me via WhatsApp. And, um, you know, I was there voluntarily, but uh, so my phone starts ringing in the middle of this interview. So I looked down and I'm like, I'm like, is he really calling me right now?
3: (laughs) Yeah, especially after he told me to go bleep off.
8: (laughs) (laughs) So I show the phone to my lawyer and he's like, and then I show it to the agents. The agents got up out of their chair and left the room.
3: Oh, dude, the Bidens are calling. I don't want to get killed. They were like, "Uh, you can take that call if you want.
8: Oh, no, these aren't the Clintons. Never mind. So I answered it and there was nobody on the other side. So I don't know if it was a uh, mistake. I'm in the house. Or they were trying to send me a message or uh, what it was. But that's the last uh, interaction or communication I've had with the Biden family. So. So you are the key to this story. And there's a lot at stake. I
3: wish I wasn't. Yeah, and by the way, the uh, uh, Facebook, they got a, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, somebody at Facebook got a call from the FBI and said, hey, man, you might want to be careful. There might be some misinformation out there. You better be careful about misinformation and disinformation. And uh, then uh, Tim Tebow, the FBI agent, uh, uh, claimed that the Hunter Biden laptop was disinformation and misinformation. It's kind of weird. And then Tony Bobolinsky said, hey, I'll clear up everything, Uh, Facebook. Just give me a call. And here's what happened. The
8: American... Uh, public aware of it, but uh, Mark Zuckerberg just casually said, "Oh yeah, the FBI came to us and warned us of a dump, so when the New York Post ran their article, an um, uh, individual named Andy Stone uh, stepped in I think he runs this from Facebook their uh, um, compliance or fact checking department and, uh, and throttled down the fact pattern. The interesting thing with that Tucker is they
3: shut down the story.
8: Andy Stone never reached out to me oh. he never called my lawyers my email address was there they just took
3: the fbi's word for it
8: i'm easy to get a hold of facebook never reached out to me and said hey tony we see that this email that the new york post just published to you is it real can you produce the email to us
3: it was real it had his name on it it should be newsworthy it should have been covered
8: within five minutes if twitter facebook anybody else had reached out i would have produced the email with everyone wants to talk about the metadata oh the you know the emails that are being produced don't have any metadata i would have given them the metadata that's pages along on that email that uh that the new york post published and um so you originally they just had no interest he started this chain by how did it make me feel angry disappointed and felt like i had to go out and educate the you know American. But take people. three steps back i mean this was an extraordinarily close election which is to say it was determined
3: Well, it was determined by a lot of things, but this certainly, uh, uh, this was a fail-safe measure. This is what they thought. They they knew that uh, this Hunter Biden laptop could throw the election, and they sat on it. And the FBI, this isn't the first time, they also claimed that uh, Donald Trump colluded with Russia when, in fact, the FBI was colluding with a Russian agent and Hillary Clinton. And if you don't believe me, Hillary Clinton paid a multi-million dollar fine to the FEC because of it. Okay? Does it make sense now? Do you realize what we're up against here? When you've got uh, uh, law enforcement involved with big social media, the mainstream media, and the Democrat Party, how ungodly dangerous this is, Oh, by the way, uh, coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about North Korea. When Donald Trump was a the president, they didn't fire any missiles. They fired about 20 of them so far this year. We'll get into that, among other things. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is a Wednesday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Stick around.
0: Opinions are easy. Entertaining? Not so much. It's the
3: Rob Carson Show. It is a Wednesday, Yom Kippur edition of the Rob Carson Show, and a lot of things going on around the world other than, you know, Tony and Bobby Bobulinski and uh, and uh, uh, his relationship with the uh, Biden family, among other things. Uh, we've got Fred Flights, the uh, vice chair of the America First Institute Center for American Security, also former chief of staff, uh, the Trump National Security Council. Uh, Fred, welcome to the Rob Carson Show on the Newsmax Hotline. Thank you for joining me. Hey Rob, good to be here. So I guess the big story about North Korea is that they lobbed a missile over Japan the other day, and uh, air raid sirens went off in Tokyo and elsewhere. Uh, what was the point of this uh, provocative episode from North Korea? And what have they? How have they changed with regard to uh, Joe Biden being in the White House versus when Donald Trump was the White House? Well,
7: look, this is a pretty serious situation. This is the forty-fourth missile. North Korea has tested this year the most ever in a single year, and the year isn't over yet. It's the fifth missile it's tested uh, over Japan since 1998. North Korea stopped firing long-range missiles uh, in 2017 because of Trump's engagement of North Korea and has not fired over Japan since 2017. It's now fired three over Japan just this year. And this this really concerns the Japanese. It's not just a violation of, of their sovereignty, these are missiles designed to carry nuclear warheads, and these are missiles that could crash into Japanese territory, even if they don't have a nuclear bomb on them. So the Japanese take this very seriously, and previously, the Japanese have made such a big deal out of that. When North Korea would test a missile, they would try to avoid flying over Japan. So if North Korea does this, yeah. they're ratcheting up the pressure.
3: Is this is this uh, an attempt to get? Uh, uh, America's attention. I mean, obviously, it is that. Uh, but what is the what is the net positive for North Korea with the, these kind of you know provocative acts?
7: Well, it's interesting that the surge in North Korean missile tests began last fall, yeah. right after the Afghanistan disaster, oh. and I think North Koreans saw weakness. They saw an opportunity to cash in on Biden's weakness, and and on top of that, the Biden administration has. has has sort of dissed them. They don't have a serious North Korea policy. No senior Biden official has met North Koreans. And they've named a part-time liaison to deal with North Korea, who was also ambassador to Indonesia. So the North Koreans were already insulted. Then they saw Biden's weakness.
3: Yeah, and then uh, what? Uh, Kamala Harris went to the TMZ the other day and said that we were allied with North Korea, which clearly, I mean, I, 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 it was a slip of the tongue. It was a very uh, a pathetic slip of the tongue, to be quite honest. She didn't catch it. Uh, I wonder how they uh, they greeted that as it was just a another. F- you know, uh, idiotic statement by the by the vice president, or or they maybe maybe it sent more of a message to uh, the rest of the world than it possibly should have. What are your thoughts about that?
7: The, these constant gaffes by Biden and and Kamala Harris on the world stage about national security is just conveying more weakness and confusion to the yeah. world and it's it's emboldening our enemies.
3: I uh saw Gordon Chang on Newsmax and I've gotten to know Gordon the last couple of years and he said that uh <clears throat> Japan um uh, takes takes North Korea uh, very very seriously. Uh and they do not want to um uh Create an amicable relationship with North Korea because they believe that is dangerous. They want to remain, um, you know, relatively uh, adversarial, not necessarily like, you know, ready to fight, but, but more of an adversarial role not accepting North Korea than, than perhaps some might think we need to do. What are your thoughts about Japan and, and their uh, relationship and what, what they would do with regard to North Korea uh, on their own?
7: The Japanese are prepared to accept negotiations with North Korea that would result in denuclearization, but they want real nuclearization. They're not going to make compromises. They're not going to agree to some pretend agreement like Obama made with Iran. Biden wants to make with Iran, uh, and they ex- expressed an interest in doing that during the Trump years. They were worried about Trump's talks with North Korea, yeah. but they had certain uh, things they wanted. They wanted the the issue of Japanese citizens captured by north korea to be addressed if there were peace talks yeah. and japan was involved in peace talks during the clinton administration with north korea which also were a disaster i might add so i i, I hear what gordon's saying i'd put a little bit differently they'd be prepared to negotiate but the north koreans would have to be really prepare to make a a legitimate deal to denuclearize
3: very good um let's move to uh, let's pivot to ukraine uh your thoughts on the apparent sabotage of the Nord Stream pipelines what do you what do you think who had the onus to do it personally my gut says why would vladimir putin blow up a pipeline that he'd already shut off and that could be turned on to fuel uh whether the be the the russia war machine or the russian economy what are your thoughts on that
7: well, a nation state did this. These pipelines are pretty tough. They're encased in concrete. They're at least 200 feet underground. You gotcha. can't do this with frogmen. You have to do this with a submersible or a submarine. Ah. And I hear the arguments. It doesn't make sense for Russia to do it. So one, one might wonder, well, maybe the U.S. did it. I don't think that, that's the case because Biden would would have had to approve a covert action finding that would be reported to Congress. And I frankly don't think Biden has the guts to do something like that.
3: Okay. All right. I was uh, I was curious because he had alluded to earlier this year. I'm sure you are aware of, as did uh, Tony Blinken, essentially the other day that he would do whatever uh, needed be to uh, end the Nord Stream pipeline. And he left it at that. Did that have any bearing on your your decision, your thought process?
7: No, I think Biden's all hot air. I think when it comes to make it a major decision, he chickens out. Remember, this is the guy who did not want to approve the aid to get bin Laden. I don't think there's any way Biden would prove anything this controversial. Now some people said, Well maybe Biden's not running the White House, maybe somebody else approved it. I don't buy that argument, but there's some people who are speculating that, you know, maybe Biden approved it and didn't know. But I, I just don't think the US did this because biden doesn't have the backbone to do something so decisive
3: i i um i'm i'm still on the fence on it to be quite honest Uh, generally when the american media goes to shut down a story that's when you know it's true and i haven't heard as much from the American media, trying to tamp down this i, I could be uh, I could be wrong. Um, where do you suppose all these billions of dollars are going to Ukraine? I spoke yesterday to someone who just got back from Ukraine uh, who has helped to uh, rescue seventeen thousand people from Afghanistan, and uh, he has seen body pits he has seen mass graves uh, that Russia has uh, They've been committing atrocities, uh, atrocities, but he's also saying that there are people on the front lines in Ukraine who have uh, service-to-air missiles. They don't even know how to use the sites, and they don't have the medical aid that they need and whatnot. Where do you suppose all of this money, which is uh, basically uh, the Russian military budget, where's it going?
7: Well, I'm pretty impressed by the performance of the Ukrainian Army over the last couple of weeks. I think they've done far better than anyone could have imagined. And part of it is because the Russian army is so bad. It's so badly supplied. Their their people are uh, uh, going AWOL. Um, but look, there are many members of Congress, many Republicans who were concerned about accountability for the billions of dollars we're sending to Ukraine in, in military aid. And that's why Senator Rand Paul has made a really good suggestion. That is that there should be a, a, a special inspector general named to monitor the weapons we're providing, the money we're providing. We have to track the money. We have to track the weapons to see where they're going. I don't know that there's legitimate uh, 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 cases of fraud, but look in war. We know that goes on. Yeah. I think Senator Paul is exactly right, and that's what we should do.
3: Um, what do you think about the possibilities of a uh, nuclear conflict? Should NATO accept Ukraine as a member? Um, I have heard that a number of things could happen. Uh, probably not. Uh, what are your thoughts about uh, and that? And by the way, and it's not going to be one person deciding to launch a nuke. Uh, if, if Ukraine becomes a member of NATO, then obviously other NATO states would have to be down with the possibility. What are your thoughts about that?
7: Well, the vote would have to be unanimous among NATO states, and I think there are quite a few NATO states, in fact, and I think this includes the U.S., uh, who realize that this would be extremely provocative to Russia. This is not the time to talk about admitting NATO. I think, I think we should say to Ukraine, we're not going to talk about this for 25 years. We need to de-escalate the situation in yes. Ukraine. It concerned me when Zelensky said he's not going to agree to peace talks until Putin leaves office and he asked for emergency NATO membership we need to de-escalate this conflict, we need to have peace talks, we can't entertain the possibility that Putin could use nuclear weapons in Ukraine.
3: But isn't that where it's kind of going? Is, aren't all um, arrows pointing toward regime change? The Biden administration want Putin out, and certainly now uh, the Biden uh, administration's puppet sorry in Ukraine, Zelensky. Uh, both of them are, are now demanding. It sounds like uh, Zelensky has been emboldened not only to do a peace agreement, but also remove Putin from office. Do you think that's a good idea?
7: I think it's probably going in that direction, and maybe the generals or senior officials in the, in Russia are talking about that. But what I think we should do is to try to create a possibility for Putin to back out, to accept a loss. Okay. But if we're, if we're doing celebrations in the end zone before this is over, if we're going to humiliate Putin more than he already is going to be humiliated if he has to pull his troops out, he may use nuclear weapons. I think we have to cut the hostile rhetoric yes. and try to find... I I hate to say a dignified way out, but we need to end this conflict.
3: Absolutely. Uh, A couple more things here real quick. There are five uh, areas in Ukraine that Russia is annexing. um, And I had also heard that they are, by and large, essentially Russian satellites, and they're uh, cool with that. What does that mean to the Ukrainian people? What what sort of, uh, of injury does that annexation cause them?
7: I don't think the Ukrainian government's going to accept that in the military operations. And I don't think the Ukrainians will agree to a peace treaty that gives that territory back. So I think negotiating a peace is going to be very difficult. Now, is Russia going to treat this territory as part of Russia and use weapons of mass destruction if the Ukrainians attack it? I don't think so, especially because the Ukrainians are already in these territories. Uh, But it does make the situation more complicated.
3: All right. What about an outside negotiator? I've heard uh, Donald Trump saying, hey, man, I'll do it uh I'm, i realize that is not going to happen i mean i think it would be spectacular if he did uh what's the possibility of an outsider stepping i, I even heard i even heard uh, elon musk say it <laughs> that he would step in what's the possibility of another another entity uh possibly getting involved in negotiating a truce and a peace between russia and ukraine
7: actually i think president trump would be a great choice the Me Biden administration would never agree to that no. i think both sides would talk to him yes um uh, maybe Turkish President Erdogan is a possibility. Uh, I've heard uh, Netanyahu or maybe another yes. Israeli leader. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard because Putin doesn't. Putin has a pretty low regard uh, f- for most European leaders, and and we didn't. We need to find someone.
3: I uh, one final note here, and I think a lot of people. Um, uh, like, for instance, Tucker Carlson, who I normally uh, respect the other day, he went just bananas, nuclear war, or go, oh, my God, and this and that. Uh, what would you say to those people who are uh, concerned? You know, I grew up, I grew a Cold War baby. I wasn't what duck and cover. That happened before. That was a boomer thing. But, but there was still the fear. I, I remember watching uh, the day after when I was in high school and all this. Uh, for those who are, who are freaked a little bit by the possibility of Russia even using a tactical nuke, what do you suppose the possibility of that happening are?
7: I don't think the chances are great, and I don't. I, I think they won't use it because it's not going to make a difference in the war. But I'm glad Tucker's talking about this because I think the okay. the Biden administration is simply writing off this possibility. Okay. And look, this 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 country has the largest nuclear arsenal on earth. Uh, I think Putin is a megalomaniac, and we can't yeah. simply disregard it when he says. Oh, I don't Putin. believe so either.
3: No, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I, I'm I'm you know. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to cause undue panic. Is what I was trying to say. And nothing against Tucker. That's just, I, just his take on it. But I, I understand the seriousness I, of
7: and it. Then, let me mention something else. David yes. Petraeus said over the weekend that yes. if Putin uses nuclear weapons in, in 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 Ukraine, we should destroy his army with conventional weapons and sink his Black Sea fleet. Yeah, that will make sure. He uses nuclear weapons yes, yes. against europe and the west i thought that was insane we can't move in that direction
3: 100 percent. okay we agree very good i listen i really appreciate your time today i know you're very busy you're a great newsmax contributor uh you're going to be on newsmax uh with kraus without salcedo today right
7: I will be on so Salcedo a little, little later today.
3: All right, and you are also on Getter uh, at Fred Flight's uh, e i. Obviously, you accent the I before the uh, the T. Uh, but anyway, Fred Flights, I appreciate your time today. Have a glorious uh, rest of the weekend weekend, sir.
7: Good to be here. Thanks, All
3: right sir. very good. Let's take a break. you're listening to the Rob Carson show.
0: Dissent is not disinformation. It's the Rob Carson Show. Next
2: hour, we
3: are going to uncover uh, the creator of the uh, Defund the Police movement. And her name is Karen. I will explain what that's all about uh, coming up. Now, um, it's interesting. I always check my uh, my email every day, and, and I have several emails. I have not had a Gmail for, you know, 17 years, 16 years. Whatever, and, and I don't get a lot of uh, – uh, for instance, I, I'm a friend with uh, uh, Doug Mastriano, who's running for governor. He's not a personal friend, but I know him and others. And, I, and I, I've subscribed to them, and I'm, I'm following that. But I never get their uh, fundraising emails – the only emails that I get with regard to fundraising that don't either disappear or go into the spam folder are from Sharice Davids, who's a radical leftist politician for the state of Kansas, and the idiotic governor of the state of Kansas. And and you kind of wonder, you know, maybe, maybe Google, since, you know, the FBI worked with Facebook and Twitter and a shutdown discussion of the uh, Hunter Biden laptop before the last election, effectively throwing the election on top of the other crap that the Democrat Party did with Mark Zuckerberg. And then also uh, 2016, attempting Russia collusion uh, that hoax with working with hillary clinton the dnc but you kind of wonder what's going on and then and then uh, that mcdaniel the uh, chair of the rnc talked about what they discovered which is that google suppressed more than 22 million gop fundraising emails in september this year
9: Oh, it's egregious. It's it's government interference in an election. Uh, the RNC, actually, before the election, we filed an FEC complaint against Twitter for suppressing the Hunter Biden story yeah. and, and limiting what the American people knew. Mm-hmm. But now we know Joe Biden met with Hunter Biden's associates 17 different times. Yeah. Hunter Biden clearly monetized his dad's position as vice president with countries like China. Don't you think it's important we know that we know if the president of the United States has compromised through his son with countries like China. This is something that the American people deserve to know before the 2020 election. They did not because of the government and because of big tech. And this is one of the reasons we have to win back the House and the Senate so we can hold these entities accountable. And this doesn't ever happen again.
3: So that's how big media and Google suppress that story. Now let's get to the emails. Yeah, so we
9: spent the day on the phone with attorneys yesterday. We are very seriously looking at how we can sue Google. Google co- controls 53% of the emails in the United States. Yep. And they are suppressing, right now, Republican get-out-the-vote emails ahead of this election. We wow. know this for the past 10 months. The last four days of every month, all of our emails go undeliverable. Zero wow. deli- percent deliverability. This is
3: out- Welcome to North Korea, kids.
9: Rageous. It is voter suppression by big tech and we have to find a way to hold them accountable the RNC is looking to sue we're hoping to have an announcement soon on that but this is another reason why we need Republicans to take back the House and the Senate because we need to find a way to keep big tech's thumb off the scale in our elections in our
3: democracy download your pictures from Facebook and cancel your account do the same thing with your Twitter account uh, get rid of your YouTube channel all right On September 28th, Gmail spammed more than 3.1 million RNC emails. The next day, Gmail spammed more than 9.8 million RNC emails. And on September 30th, Gmail spammed more than 9.97 million RNC emails. This is electioneering. This is uh, Soviet Union style stuff. And this, if it isn't, should be illegal. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Guys, thanks for uh, listening. Check out the podcast. Go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast for all the digital platforms. I'll see you tomorrow. God bless you guys, the unborn, our military first responders. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid.
2: I'll see you then.